You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time fan of movies where Robin Williams lives for a very long time and then eventually turns into a robot. Mm-hmm. And a full-time fan of uh, CW post-apocalyptic TV shows. And you know what those things have in common? No. The number 100. Because this is episode 100. Whoa. Really? Yeah. yeah. We, oh, what a... How cool, man. I lost track. That is crazy. Yeah. I kind of wish we had like planned... Uh, I know. I, I thought... Like, like we had all these plans for like cool... What we were going to do. Cool things that we were going to do. But... Uh, the I don't know. This is not like the subject. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Uh. Let, well, let's do something for 101 or 102. Yeah. You know, it'll just be like a some sort of Dalmatians themed episode or something. Yeah. I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely. But yeah, we we should figure something out. Uh, it snuck up on me because like, I mean, I obviously post the episodes and I'm like, okay, we're at 99. But like, I didn't actually remember that we were. I thought this was 99. Mm. For some reason, I was like, okay, next one, we got to make it. It's all right. I but. I forgive you because I, too, lost count. A hundred. That, that yeah. is crazy, though. Yeah. I also feel like uh, I've been saying this a lot recently. There's a lot of episodes that I enjoyed that we did. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed doing all of the episodes. There's a couple that really stand out to me, but I feel like it was only in the 90s that we really started hitting our stride the stride yeah like sure. just like oh, okay like you know there's just there's more there have been more episodes recently where when i am listening to them i'm like oh yeah, yeah this is like well that uh, being said with me as always is my good friend and uh andy sandberg sound alike on podcast sure yeah i mean i, I can't even you make can, reference you didn't even see it i can't make reference can't. to what you did this weekend because i have no idea uh, fair enough. So uh, normally I would you can't hear it though. Eh? Did you have you listened to the Bill Simmons, the most recent Bill, the Bill Simmons with Andy Samberg it's and Jesus and Miro? It doesn't sound like Andy Samberg to me. Okay, you know what I mean. Oh, on the on the podcast, yeah, yeah. But like, isn't it was weird because you know when you hear your your phone voice, yeah. And most people are like, oh, I hate my phone voice. I'm the, kind of the same way. And every time I listen to one of our episodes, just to like, yeah. you know, play it back, I'm like, oh man. You know, my voice is irritating or like I've noticed things. I'm like, I got to do that less or I got to do more of this or I got to change the way. Yeah. But uh, I've listened to myself enough. And, you know, maybe it's just me. I, by no means I'm comparing myself or my ability to uh, hold a conversation and podcast to Andy Samberg. But mm-hmm. when I listened to that episode and he came on, it it like reminded me of how I sound to myself. And I was right. just like, what the fuck? I could that was a good episode. I could definitely see that. That was a great episode. Jesus and Miro, those guys are fucking. They've been on a few times. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. And yeah. he's and Bill Simmons has been on their show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Bodega what, Boys. What a great podcast, man. Fucking. Anyway, so what do we? Uh, what's on tap for episode one hundred here? So for the hidden gem, we are looking at the movie. He was never really here. 
you you were never really here. Oh, I that's believe. right. Sorry, you were never really here. I keep yeah. getting it wrong because I just can't He's remember. In two movies that have I told I was telling somebody about it today at right. Boulders. I was like, uh, yeah, we're watching this Joaquin Phoenix movie. Uh, you were never really here, and yeah. they were just like, oh, I always wanted to see that movie where he like people thought he was crazy when he was yeah. filming it, and he's all disheveled. And I was like. No, it's actually a different movie that has here in the title, yeah. but he looks equally disheveled. Yeah. So you were never really here, and the you gotta love it. Uh, this one doesn't have a theme. It's just uh, maze. The Maze Runner. Death Cure. Death, Death Cure. Cure. The third. The, the third and final Maze Runner film. Yes. Yeah. I, I I wanted to say Scorch Trials, but that's the second. So that's one. the second one. Yeah. And then the first one's just Maze Runner, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as always, we start with the hidden gem, which I just finished actually, like maybe half an hour ago. Uh, what's your take? Hot off the press. Hot off the press. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. I, I was, I'm like a, now obsessed with this movie because it, I, I immediately, as soon as it was over, thought of the conversation that we had regarding Red Sparrow. Right. And I'm just like, oh, this movie just does everything that you wanted to do without it doing those things, sort of. But yeah. I think it's kind of intentional. So really quickly, the movie's about a guy who is a, suffering from PTSD, clearly, a uh, former soldier of some sort. And uh, he is tasked... I mean, he's. I guess he's like a, some sort of black market fixer or doer. I don't... Bagman. I don't know what, what yeah. you want to call it. But yeah, the synopsis basically says he just does what he does in this movie routinely like that's what he does right uh, and so he is tasked by a politician to find his missing daughter who this politician believes for some reason and it's never really made clear how he knows yeah but the p politician believes that she has been sold into the sex trade and so he recovers her uh, or tries to anyway and then something goes horribly awry mm -hmm. and that's the movie the interesting thing about this movie, kind of what I was alluding to there earlier. There are so many interesting things. Oh, yeah. But like the most interesting thing is uh, it is hyper-violent without being hyper-violent. Like you never actually really see. Yeah. There's like one or two things. acts of violence. <laughs> yeah. But there are like. The you camera, certainly see the aftermath. Right. The camera constantly or it's just just out of frame or something. But the camera constantly shows you what happens afterwards mm -hmm. as opposed to. The actual action itself and i think it's so interesting that the, i feel like the entire movie is about denying uh th those sorts of things yeah there's so many things that you can take away from it i another thing that i thought was interesting is to your point there are it's not that the movie isn't graphic but i feel almost like it proves a point that you don't when people talk about things that are gratuitous mm -hmm. i mean i i'm kind of of the of the thinking that there are some movies that are gratuitous, but I think that it makes sense in those movies. Right. An example being like Tarantino movies. Like I get it. I get how not everybody's into it. I don't love gratuitous torture or like rape, you know, like they're just, right. like we, we, we discussed this in the last episode, but this, this movie, like d d it shows the before and after without the in between. And I don't mean like 20 minutes before and 20 minutes after. I mean like there's this amazing done entire sequence that's shown through closed circuit cameras when he goes into this building to rescue this girl with just a hammer like driver style yeah. and 
the way it happens is it just keeps cycling through the cameras as if you're watching it on the feeds. Right. And you you see like a dude like sitting beside a door, like some guard just like reading a book or looking on his cell phone. Yeah. And then it like cuts to another bunch of cameras. And then the next time you see outside that door, you see our protagonist with the hammer. And then like it will keep rolling through the cameras. And then like the next time maybe you see the guy sitting in the chair, it's in either the middle of him being like attacked or... He's already been attacked. Yeah. And it just, but you now see that he's like further in the house. And, but it's not done in a way that's like, look at how cool I am as a director and cinema and, or like cinematographer. Like it's done in a very like, I don't know. It's just like grit. It just felt, the whole movie felt very different. And I think. But the f- there, there's definitely something about denying the violence, right? Because yeah. it, it's not afraid to show you uh, like. At one point, you There's see a guy's, disturbing shit. Yeah, the, the guy, a guy's throat slit wide open. Like you fully yeah. see it. So it's yeah. not about not showing you gore or violence or something. But there's definitely because, I mean, spoiler alert here. First of all, go watch this movie. I think you you probably agree with me. Yeah, hundred percent. Watch this movie, and then I'm gonna spoil a part, which is not really a spoiler. But go watch it now. We'll give you three seconds. At one point, he goes to kill somebody who's already dead. Yeah. Right? Like, essentially the antagonist of the film. Yeah. Not that you really know who the antagonist is or that you care. I mean, you care, but he, he's not built up in any way. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it became clear to me that, like, all the scenes preceding uh, were kind of denying violence for a, a specific reason. Right. Because, like, clearly at that point... The entire movie, you think it's leading up to him killing this guy and saving the girl. Yeah. And he gets there and he doesn't, like, there's no point. Kind of. And the other thing that I think... There's no satisfaction. Yeah, the thing that should be noted about this movie, I think, like, the the most important takeaway, uh, which is also kind of how I'd pitch it, because I, I know that there are people that would probably enjoy this movie, but may initially just find it, like, boring or a turnoff, maybe. But it's it's like a film about a very brutally violent it's basically like drive yeah. but instead of it being like senseless and about the revenge it's like more about the person right. and like what would make a person it's like a character study of somebody who would be in a much more realistic way like in honestly it's like the situation i don't like even know how else logan, to put it yeah like the movie logan but instead of it being about wolverine it's about the driver from from drive Really, is this like an kind, older yeah, version kind of. of that guy who like you actually see his life and is just like with his mom and yeah, trying but, to like get shit together. So just day to day, like yeah. he, very he, very careful and meticulous. And, yeah, there and there's so many like like incredibly powerfully acted scenes where he it's clear that he just struggles to like you know to make it like to make it through the day. Like he yeah. has like suicidal fantasies the and weird like, flashbacks with his like mom and dad and stuff is like yeah, so there, crazy there's just like all this stuff happening and you're, you you like feel sorry for him but he's also just so like i don't know i honestly it it feels like it feels like um to me it did feel like drive but just like he was less uh I guess he it was less over the top, like he was an insane guy, you know. Like in right. Drive, you kind of embrace that. Well, that's the what dude's I'm saying. Just like an older, ver- I think he's just calmed down, kind of, and he's just like, uh, yeah, you know. But we never like, I, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess you, we never know anything. You don't see any. You the 
driver is just like a kind of an empty character and we right. learn a little bit about him but like you don't know where he's from you don't know his family you don't, we don't really see his day-to-day other than just him like going to the garage and like shit kind of happens immediately in that yeah. movie but this is like the same thing but the the amount of background that they paint into his well it's all background is, like yeah it's so but crazy what's what what the the craziest thing about this entire movie to me is there's just so much movie and like so much shit happens and the movie is an hour and a half long yeah like, which is wonderful thank you with credits it's like an with, hour and a half long lynn, lynn ramsey yeah. is the director also directed uh we need to talk about kevin oh i haven't seen it it was and, on my list though and uh there's another one that Just I'm loves forgetting. Loves depressing movies, I guess. Uh, well, I yeah, I was reading a little bit about her after this movie because I was curious, but I guess she just most of her stuff has to do with uh, dealing with the the various ways that people deal with grief and uh, sort of death, and you know, mm-hmm. which I think is very and things that are very difficult to deal with. I think is very clear because there is a point in this movie where he <laughs> basically hits rock bottom, some shit goes down, and he's just like. You know, he's just basically like, "Up, oh, that's it." You know, right. and he just barely comes back from the brink. But uh, well, so what, what's really interesting is also the music. The thing that like brings him back, I think you're talking about when he's in the water. Yeah. The thing that brings him back is he's like, "I need to save this girl." Yeah. And the best part is when he gets there, it's just like, oh, "You didn't really need to, though." Yeah. Like she, she, she had it. She yeah. had it handled, you know? Yeah. And he, I think that's why he's there. He laughs and he cries and he's just like, well, yeah, he has like what a the breakdown. fuck am I even doing then? Yeah. And he says that throughout the movie. Yeah. Constantly. Before something happens, he's like, what am I even doing? And then just like kind of snaps out of it and is like, oh yeah, I'm going to go brutally beat these guys with hammers. Uh, the music is by Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, he I know. I, I was going to. And uh, I was gonna it is great. Yeah. It's got a, it's, it's unique. It kind of, it kind of veers from cool, uh, you know, cult film, almost uh, Italians do a better type stuff into like classic horror, like screeching violins to like weird, I, I don't know. And then like the song selection too, for the soundtrack part yeah. of it, it, like, man, I don't know. It was, it, it was a ride. <laughs> It, great soundtrack. I didn't know that he did mo- soundtracks for movies that weren't P.T. Anderson movies. Uh, another thing that's crazy that I think deserves some recognition is that Joaquin Phoenix is like an incredible actor, man. His yeah. range is crazy. Like, this is like an example. To me, like, if you wa- if you did a double feature where you're like, okay, watch her. And then watch this movie. Yeah. It would like be mind blowing. It's like watching any Rooney Mara movie and then watching Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like the American version. Or, you know, even though I'm not a huge fan of him, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, you know, not like as a person, like his, I think it's kind of undeniable that as an actor, he's on another level. Right. <laughs> you know, there are just some people that are just. It almost oh, yeah. disturbs me. Like watching Joaquin Phoenix in this movie, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, how is this the same guy that was in Inherent Vice and her and like fucking Gladiator? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's like, it's really, uh, he's, I would say quietly because I feel like most of his performances and uh, movies kind of seem almost under the radar, but he's quietly amassed this insane 
resume. Well, he's obviously done it on purpose. Like he, he at this point, I feel like he could do anything he wanted. Yeah, it's low key. He's yeah. like low key. I'm one of the greatest actors of my generation. I need to rewatch The Master because people love that movie. What movie? The Master. Oh. And I've I've seen it a few like maybe once or twice, and I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't think it was incredible. But maybe I just need to watch it again. Um. Yeah, it's good, man. That's that's pretty much. Yeah, I don't think we need to beat it to death. I think you should just probably check out this movie. Um, so why should people watch this movie? What's like the what's the one driving factor taking you to this movie? Uh, I don't know. I, f- I think it feels original. If you it's, choose one thing, about, like oh, scene one thing. or his performance or whatever, one thing. I think it's. I th- I would say. Uh, it's a refreshing take on, I don't want to call, I mean, the hitman genre, kind of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, like the man on fire, the revenge story, but where the, it's revenge like a that... Prof- from a pro- professional standpoint? From a professional standpoint and also something that's kind of forced on them. Like, it's not like one person who's like, oh, you like killed my fucking brother and I'm going to hunt you down. It's just like somebody who on behalf of somebody else yeah, is basically, yeah it's basically like oh i guess i just gotta go kill all these guys now uh yeah. there's a lot of movies out there that are like that but this is this felt very original and just grounded which is i think also kind of what makes it more impactful like when he's in the hardware store for example it's not you know another movie might have had some like goofy music to try to sort of like juxt do a juxtaposition like oh he's he's getting his duct tape and his hammer but in this you're just like fuck man i've like seen dudes that look like that at the hardware store right. i wonder how many of them were about to go uh beat up like or murder a child molester you know it's like it's just such a yeah uh, it just feels very n- normal if that makes sense despite all of the insane shit that happens in it so what i'll say uh my one thing that i think should drive people to this movie is it's a very sort of art house type movie or like an indie um, movie but the subject matter and the way it's displayed make it accessible to somebody who would say just be like yeah I only like you know big budget movies or I only like action movies or whatever like it it, it it's riveting enough from just the the you know, that sort of revenge man on fire type standpoint that you're just like, oh, fuck, what's it going to do next? Yeah. To your point, you know what I feel like this movie would be? This is the movie where some kid who's in high school or, you know, is in college and is like having their sort of awakening to film and like being like, oh, there's like other movies out there. Yeah. They would see this movie at like their, like, uh, you know, their roommate or somebody's just like, oh, you haven't seen this movie? Check this out. And then they watch it and they're just like, oh, fuck, this movie's amazing. Yeah. You know, like this today and when it came out, I think it came out, uh, it premiered, did it premiere this year or was it last year? I think it, whatever, point is. 2018, I think. Somebody, wa- yeah. Some, somebody who's like in film school or something, you know, like yeah. is going to watch this movie and be like, why don't more people know about this movie? This is amazing. And then it's going to be in like their top five for like, the foreseeable future so who stars in the reboot of this film mm. i think uh oh that's a really good question i want to see somebody you know who, you know what would be interesting uh because i feel like he's 
a pretty good actor, but he always plays minor roles in like big budget North American films. His name Benedict Wong. He's he's like a Doctor Strange's sidekick. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's also in. I mean, he's in a number of things. He always just plays kind of like a supporting yeah. character, but he's just like old and weathered enough. I don't know. It just would be interesting. Also, I mean, this is like neither here nor there. I'm not yeah. trying to like push any sort of agenda, but I did notice at one point I was like, all of these, with the exception of uh, um, Angel, yeah, like everybody was white, and I didn't feel whitewashed. It was just like all of these scummy people, but the director was just like, ah, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I could see somebody being like, oh, it would be interesting to see this movie with a little bit more variety i didn't think about this i like i know last time we started asking these questions i was like maybe i should start thinking about them beforehand i didn't but as we were talking one came to mind go ahead michael shannon yeah that would be sick that's a much better answer because you know why i was thinking benedict wong why because we were talking about that jackie chan movie the, oh, foreigner, the foreigner Did you which watch I, it? I haven't seen yet we should watch it we should watch it and is it's not a, it's, is that it, a hidden gem i don't know I don't know much about it, but I will say that I feel like and this is no disrespect to Jackie Chan. I just have seen Bennett. I, I'm going to look this up because I'm going to feel really bad if that's not his name, but I've seen him in so much stuff and I'm like, I like that dude. Every time I see him, I'm just like, why isn't this guy like in more stuff? Yeah. Uh, and I was just sort of yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael Shannon would be great. I think it'd be pretty interesting. I mean, Michael Shannon's kind of... I guess he's not really... I can't think of a movie that he's in like this, but he... I don't know. He just plays the, like, convincingly disturbed or, you know... But he's not... Rarely, he's Rarely is he a hero. I mean, he was in that one movie that we watched with the alien kid or Midnight whatever. Special? Yeah. In Mud, he's not, not the hero. He's just kind of there as, like, a, playing a nice guy, just yeah. sort of like a friendly guy that you know, scuba dives for or snorkels for clams or whatever yeah, yeah, he does yeah. in that movie. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. I think it'd be interesting, though, to see him as like an angry hitman. Not hitman, but like, you know, underground kind of guy. I was also thinking, uh, speaking of reboots and remakes and whatever, that the girl in this movie would be perfect for The Last of Us. Uh, as his daughter in the beginning that gets killed or as Ellie? As Ellie. Because she looks exactly like his daughter that gets killed. Oh, really? Yeah. It is Benedict Wong, by the way. Uh, yeah, like he play, he's in so much cool shit, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just, I guess he, it says he was in Marco Polo as Kublai Khan. I've not seen that show. Neither have I. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's already had, like, opportunities to, like, carry movies or something, and people are just like, you can't do it. Well, he's also now in one of the biggest franchises of all time, so I don't think he's going to have any problems, you know? No, I know, but I just mean, like, he's in... It's so crazy, man. He was in one of the Blade Runner 2049 prequels. So, I don't know how much money this movie... He was in Annihilation. Fuck. Cost to make? Yeah. But how much did it make? Uh, fuck. Yeah, Domestically, it's like twenty-two million. No, not even. I don't think. Maybe twenty-two million. Let's just. That's my first guess. Two million five hundred thousand. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. I knew. I knew it was like way too high. But I will say this: it was made on a shoestring budget, though. I know that. I read that uh, it got a standing ovation at Cannes 
I think. It got a standing a seven minute standing ovation. As it should. And it got it got nominated for all of these prestigious awards at all of the on the film festival circuit. Yeah. And won some of the prestigious awards. So I just I guess I assumed that that would have carried over to a little bit more. I mean, that's a dumb assumption, but you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, maybe it made more than I think because. So how much would you pay to see this movie? What are my options? I pay a lot of money to see this movie. Okay. So like if you had the option, because like we know what a movie ticket costs or you can see it in like uh, IMAX or whatever, but like let's just say somebody came to you and was like, this movie's about to premiere here. You you can get a ticket to this like premiere. There's QA with the director or whatever. It's it's like sixty bucks. Are you paying sixty dollars to see this movie? Yeah, yeah, but if there's a premiere with the director, sure. Lynn Ramsey was there. Yeah, for sure. Sixty bucks. Okay. Like, what would you pay a hundred bucks for that? Same no, thing? I don't think I would pay a hundred bucks for. Actually, that's not true. There's probably movies I'd pay hundred bucks for. Seventy five. That's too high. 60, 60's 60's good. 60's 60's good. 60's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably right there with you, I think. Like it's it's good enough that I would be willing to pay an exorbitant price for some reason. Yeah, whatever the reason was, just associated with this movie because it's just like Okay, l- let's just say as an example, it was at TIFF mm-hmm. and the TIFF tickets were 80 bucks or something. Yeah, for yeah, I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely do it. This movie's like it's exceptionally good, and it's only an hour and a half, which makes it that much better. Yeah, it's like when you hear a really good album, and you're like, it's amazing, but it's only like 35 minutes, and you're like, thank you for not making something that I... like." I, I don't mind long movies. Like, I'll sit and watch a movie for three and a half hours. I don't care. But like, clearly this director got the point across and like didn't skimp on anything. No. And it only needed to be an hour and a half long. Yeah. You know, and I was I was trying to do some homework on it, and they're like, there isn't like a three-hour cut of this movie where you see all the ins and outs and all the whatever. It's just like, no, this is the movie you wanted to make, and yeah, good good on you. Yeah. Okay, I think um, now's the time to uh, to move on and talk Benedict, about Benedict Wong train though. Our, I want to see that guy more stuff. Yeah. yeah, put him in the next Maze Runner movie. I don't know. No, there's yeah. no more. But uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about. Let's Maze talk about Runner, a movie that needed some editing. Death Cure. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. I this mean, movie's you, too long. You can introduce introduce this whole thing. Explain it to us. I haven't seen the first two. That, that, so so okay. so, I'll tell you what I, based on having not read the books that they're based on, mm-hmm. or seeing the first two movies. Uh. It's a movie about like a group of kids. They're not really kids at this point. Young adults. Yeah. Yeah. Young adults who are. It's also a who's who. The cast is a who's who of like that guys for YA movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like fucking Hunger Games or whatever it could be. Yeah. But it's. But so they. But you've seen these people in like a million other things. For sure you have. Anyway. Yeah. One of the. I only recognize one of the kids. Really? Everybody else I didn't recognize, yeah. But um, anyway, they the movie opens and they're trying to like free all of these kids who are prisoners on this train convoy going somewhere. And it turns out that they were trying to, I mean, they wanted to free all the kids, but they also wanted to free one of their friends who I assume is from their posse in one of the earlier movies and maybe got captured at the end of the last one. Uh, and they fail in that. 
and he like the the bad guys take him the bad guys are this like evil corporation or slash uh yeah that's the guy that i recognize uh this organization called wicked which is it's really stupid but that's what they're called and they they exist in a world that's post-apocalyptic where this plague basically turns people into 28 days later zombies and there are kids that are immune and they're basically experimenting on them to try to find the cure for this plague and the part that i didn't see but was alluded to because i didn't see the first two movies is that they will select uh, a group of kids who are immune and then also kids who are not immune and they put them into some sort of maze or like a series of trials that's in this maze to sort of like fucking i don't know that was the part i didn't understand but the interesting thing is yeah watching this movie without seeing the first two yeah whether it was exposition or whatever it was, I didn't feel like I needed to know, which is both good and bad. Because when I watched this movie, I'll be honest with you, I was like, this is not amazing, but this is not terrible. You got enough of it, you know? Like I was just like watching it just like, oh yeah, like I understand exactly what everybody's motivation is, more or less. Having read the books and seen both the other movies, I would say that you, you understood enough of what you needed to understand. So the one thing I will say is I, I both read the books and saw the, the first two movies very long ago. Mm-hmm. And well, the movie's not as long ago, obviously, but the book's long ago mm-hmm. and do not recall most of what needed to be recalled for the fine details of watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you they put them in the trials because I think that like adrenaline heightened. Yeah. Uh, they need to study their brains under stress because that's when the 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 antibodies are at their highest or whatever it is, right? Um, and so the, yeah, they're trying to find the cure for this thing desperately. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it was not lacking for budget. Surprisingly, also yeah, maybe just me. Set pieces were gorgeous. Like this movie looked amazing. The city with the fucking like Midgar, like Final Fantasy Seven with like the wall around it, that was sick. The yeah. fucking uh the desert shit, uh, you know, like the tunnel, like the 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 ruined part of the city, like on the outskirts, the the where they got the giant boat. Like there's just like a lot of stuff where I was like, that looks really fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, a lot of elaborate Christopher Nolan-esque stunts with like helicopters lifting train cars and cranes hoisting buses and stuff like that. Right. Um, I did not hate this movie. I don't, you know, again, it's not except, it's weird seeing just the third part, but just based on hearing you be like, hey, have you watched this yet? And kind of being like, oh man. Like when I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah. So, Yeah. It's I real mean, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's there's just a lot happens in this movie that I feel like probably doesn't need to happen. But I guess you could say that about any of these kinds of movies. Yeah, it's too long, though. I will say at yeah, the end so when they're long. fucking trying to get out of that building when it's on fire, I was like, for yeah. fuck's sakes, I get it. Also, she doesn't have to die, that girl. But I guess like, no. But then there would be a weird love triangle, and there'd be like a weird loose end that wraps it up nicely. You yeah. always know in a movie or a series of movies when. 
there's a love triangle, like an inconvenient love triangle due yeah. to timing or people being separated, that one of those people is going to sacrifice themselves. But happens it happens literally every time. Really have a happy ending this movie though. Like you don't really see them living happily. Well, I guess you kind of see them living happily ever after. They're yeah, like they, oh. they fucking took a boat to an, a tropical island right. where so, it's like all only cool people <laughs> it's not clear that he's over the the other girl and it's also not clear that they're helping the rest of the world maybe they're just yeah. like fuck it let it that's, burn that's the inception part at the end when he's got the the like isolated cure yeah. or whatever and it's just like you know everybody like everybody was like oh i know you'll do the right thing well the all the dead like his his friend that yeah. his buddy that died was like i know you'll do the right thing and then it's like him oh yeah they don't the save him either i guess all of that's pretty interesting, though. I, I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna change my mind and give it credit and be like, it didn't. It doesn't play out the way that you think that this like teen drama is gonna play out, where it's just like, okay, they save the world, they save yeah. their friends, they whatever. Like, dude, their friends okay. die. Yeah, you know what the the part that I was like the most frustrated with from a plot perspective, but I was like, I'll be honest, it makes sense. Yeah. The fucking people outside the walls. Yeah. When. Uh, uh, Oh, I forget the actor's name. I love him though. The guy is like all like destroyed by the virus. His body's been ra- like ravaged by the plague. Oh, Walton Goggins. Yeah, thank you, Walton Goggins. Uh, fucking bombs the wall of the city. Yeah, and it's like this pristine sh- place that provides shelter and all of this stuff. And the people on the outside don't have any of that. Yeah, and they're angry. But they just start destroying the city. I was yeah. like, why the fuck are you destroying the city? Like you. I get like riot, you know, do the coup, but like, you know, I understand you want to kill the soldiers, but why are you fucking like when they first start pouring into the streets, I'm like, oh, this shit's going to be crazy. And you see them like fighting the soldiers in the streets. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. then there are a couple shots where you see buildings like collapsing and exploding. And I'm like, why are these people destroying shelter in a world where that's what they need? Like, right. But it was kind of like, you know, in the frenzy, like these people are just like, how Clearly. good is Walton Goggins, by the way? What? You said how good is Walton Goggins? Yeah, he's amazing. So he's good. another, yeah. Let's get fucking, yeah, oh man. Yeah, I really liked him in Hateful Eight as well. He's great in Hateful Eight. He's great. He's good in like everything. I watched a movie recently. Uh, Bur- he's in Born. He's in the Born Identity as one of the uh, like technicians that's like helping them track down Born in the office. Oh, really? Yeah, like a young... I don't really remember that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't either until I saw him and I was just like, oh shit. He's got like maybe like three lines. Yeah. Two line, two of them are just like uh, right away. And then like the third one is him giving them a briefing. Like we tracked so-and-so to like, he yeah. gets like a full, you know, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I was like so frustrated. I was like, why are they fucking using like raw RPGs to destroy these buildings that they so desperately need? They need infrastructure. Like they, they're living in a world where this is what they need. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They need running water. They need electricity. The city has those things. Right. So why are you destroying that instead of just fighting the people that were keeping you? I don't know. It just felt, it was like, um, you know, I was torn. I was conflicted because I was watching it and I was like, it, it felt like a convenient sort of plot device to have just ch- destruction everywhere and have it like be, but then at the same time I was like, that shit happens though in real life like yeah. people fucking you yeah know, they're not thinking about that yeah they don't care about they're that they're just like, like these people yeah uh yeah i don't know there's a lot of uh, there's certainly lots of stuff that was very derivative of other movies right or stories but like i don't know i get this i, I didn't there was a huge parallel to solo 
in this movie with that fucking train sequence. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I don't know. There was like a lot of stuff that was kind of cool. Though I will say this. Until uh, Newt died at the end. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, it's another one of those examples. I think a lot of this young adult stuff, the stakes just are not there for me. And I've seen enough movies at this point at my age. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm saying I'm like super old, but, you know, I think it comes up enough in our conversations that that's like important to like get you invested in a movie. So right from the get go, when it was like they were exchanging gunfire for like 15 minutes and they all have auto like fucking super accurate you know, future rifles, but not a single person has been hit. I was yeah. just like, oh, it's going to be one of those movies. Like what, you know, they don't want to show because it's like a teen movie. People aren't going to be getting like shot in the face here. Right. right. So immediately, even though guns are used throughout the film, it just kind of felt like but people are getting shot. It's just non-lethal rounds. Right. Because like, yeah, it just like, well, that's why there was like a whole portion of the movie ah. where they just get electrocuted. Yeah. And I was like, eh, you know, yeah, not that I need that. It's just like it felt it lowers your sort of uh, expectation because you're just like, oh, yeah, maybe some of these guys and, you know, nobody really wants to kill anybody because they're trying to like they need the cure or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like a lot of standoffs where it's like, drop your weapons. Yeah. And you're like, especially when you're watching movies like <laughs> you were never really here. You know, that kind of stuff. You're just kind of, eh, all right, I guess, yeah. yeah. Okay. But you didn't hate it, so that's... I didn't hate it. Uh, there's some stuff to love about it. Some uh, pretty good action sequences. Uh, clearly, there's some budget involved in this movie. Uh, but why... What's the one reason people should watch this movie? Uh, Littlefinger? I don't know. I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah. Uh, I there's, mean, there's yeah, some, I like him as an actor. There's some GOT alums in this, uh, uh, in this I would movie. say... I don't know, man. I don't know if I have like a... Conv I don't know if I can like f fake a reason why somebody could watch this instead of something else. Like I didn't hate it, but I'm also just like, eh. Yeah. I guess if you just want to... Okay, here's what I'll say. Uh because there's lots of situations where one would want to have a turn, turn your brain off type movie. Yeah. I would say that this as a turn your brain off type of movie is preferable to many of the other turn your brain off type of movies that we've reviewed. Yeah. I mean, my reasoning is around those same lines. If you like the sort of YA genre, if you enjoyed the hunger games movies, like just watch these three, you know, it's, it's not going to be as good, I don't think. Like, I think Hunger Games was a little bit better. I've never seen it. Um, but, like, it's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. You know? Or, like, if you it's have totally a long fine. trip coming up and you're loading up for, like, a plane ride or a, or a car ride or something and you're going to watch movies along the way. Yeah, like, this is a perfect kind of, like, transportation movie just because it's, like, you don't really need to think about it. If you miss parts and you, like, zone out and zone back in, it's, it's, it's okay. Um... If you're rebooting this movie, who's who's in it? Let's just imagine you're making like a, a good version of this, right? Number one on, on my call sheet is is Michael B. Jordan for sure. Bring that guy into anything I do. As w as which character? Fucking the main guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you got it. You're you're in it now. Who else? Like, what other young actors can you Saoirse, think of? Saoirse Ronan. Who's that? Hannah. 
I mean, she's older. Oh, yeah. Now she's in like super serial drama movies. But I, I think that she probably wouldn't go back to young adult well, young I, adult fiction type I stuff. I kind of got but, the impression that a lot of the people in this movie were like, I'm, we're kind of done with this, but you know, we're contractually well, yeah, obligated to make a third get one. Them so. yeah. Get them checks. Got to get them checks. They, they, I mean, Oh, Miles Teller, you, maybe. You, you Although sign, he's older. You sign, yeah. You sign on for like, they wouldn't sign on for just one. They'd right, be like course. in it for all three. And yeah. so like, even if they age between movies, they're hoping they want that fucking Daniel Radcliffe money, you know? Yeah. Which is crap. Have you recently watched the first Harry Potter? No, I they're haven't. They're fucking, they look like they're like four years old. I have, it's so crazy. I've seen how, like two Harry Potter movies in my life. So. Oh man, it's so crazy. Um, I don't know who would be, they, I mean like they kind of, I mean like Gus is in there. Yeah. You know, uh, Gus Fring. What's that actor's name? Do you know that actor's no, name? No, I don't know that. He's another guy that I like. He's just recently in Westworld. Like he's good in like, it's like I would like to see more of him. I'm trying to think of other like, young, young, or or people you remember seeing young that you would put in 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 this movie. Huh. You know, like who's a what young performance were you like? No, oh, this guy, Marty McFly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we're going crazy, uh, Matthew Broderick, <laughs> like what's eating Gilbert Grape, oh, uh, aged Leonardo Leo. Leo. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I don't know. That's this is the, I've been stumped oh, just, both just by the, like who do I want to recast? Just the cast of uh, Chronicle. Just put them in this movie. Yeah, you know there what I mean? Go. That's you already covered two of those. Yeah, yeah. Dane DeHaan, M- Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, fucking Miles. Is it Miles? No. No, Masal's not in that I one. I know. What's the other guy's name? Fuck. Yeah. But anyway. Really, you're killing me with these questions today. My answers are so sloppy. It's that, just like basically people people that are, that I've been, uh, that I've seen in a lot of movies recently are just like coming into mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of like actually having, I forgot that you asked those last episode. So what's the best moment of this movie? Um... Hmm, that's a good question. It's very long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like when they jump out the window. Yeah, except that, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, like, I like when shit's falling apart in the city. It's pretty intense. I just liked when they frustrated uh, Littlefinger. Yeah, I let you, so... He's I a did good li- bad guy, and yeah. I just want to see him foiled, you know? I liked, I liked when... Uh, it was like a basically a, the sequence that kicked it off when they think that they've been they've been head and mm-hmm. all of the soldiers are pulling up and they're hiding behind like the those like uh, planters. Yeah, and all the soldiers are like fucking like you know like everybody's like loading their guns and stuff and they're like setting up like shields and shit like that. Right, and like the 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 main characters are just kind of like what are they waiting for because they don't realize what's happening in the city right. and then just fucking like missiles and it just like they're in the middle of this insane like riot riot yeah Yeah. well it's like more than it's basically war it's like warfare but it yeah yeah, it feels like a riot there's like you know uh tracers and like smoke from like you know tear gas or whatever it could be also like rockets and stuff and they're Mm -hmm. like right in the center of it and it turns into a real like you know, children of men, like children of men moment when there's like that crazy battle scene and they're yeah. just like trying to get through it. And then like from then 
for 20 minutes. It could have been very easily cut down, but right. for like the next like 20 minutes, they're literally just in the middle of this. Well, really actually beyond that to the end of the movie because like they're in buildings, but there's yeah. like rockets hitting the buildings. It's just like, so funny that they jump out of like whatever story window. Yeah, it's like fall 40 to, stories up. Fall to the ground. Like, fall or to a water. Fall, yeah, fall into water. Their bones are dust. And then like c- go a couple of blocks, get into the middle of war and just like, fuck this. Let's go back in the building. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, he goes back because she's like, yo, come back. Have you cure. have the cure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What also though? Yeah. What? Uh, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. What did this movie cost to make? And what was the budget? And uh, sorry, what was the budget of this movie? And how much? One hundred ten million dollars. So, you're saying this movie made a hundred and ten no, million? No, it cost one hundred ten million dollars. Okay, cost one hundred ten. How much did it make? Fucking one hundred fifty. Okay. <laughs> this movie made cost. The budget was $62 million. I was not even close. The that seems impressive to me because it's like three hours of gorgeous sweeping vistas, incredible yeah. scenes, so much. But it's all CGI though. Yeah, but the CGI is crazy, man. The amount, the city is like, it, the entire, uh, yeah, okay, f- fair enough, fair enough. Domestically, yeah. so it, it cost $62 million to make. Domestically, it made $58 million. Wow, didn't break even. Foreign. $400 billion. <laughs> $229 million. How crazy is that? Wow. Okay, just to put it in context, though, uh, the first Maze Runner made domestically $102 million. Domestic. And the second one made 81 This one made 50, 58 so, so people got less stoked on it as it went on. For sure. Well, I mean, these movies, it was like their answer to the Hunger Games, right? It hit during the YA boom, you know? 2014. But what's crazy about this, listen to this. The first Maze Runner movie cost $34 million to make. So roughly half the budget of this movie we just saw. However, domestically made $102 million and foreign made $245 million. So what that tells me is the foreign audience still, you know, still rounding that $200 million mark and the North Americans are just like, fuck this movie. Did you see that Avengers Infinity War surpassed billion dollars? Didn't it like happen almost immediately? Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was two billion. I don't know. Something, but like. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of movie. That's I mean, a lot of money. That's it's also a lot of movie, but fuck, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, Infinity War domestically six hundred and sixty-four million dollars, and uh, foreign one billion three hundred and fifty-five million eight hundred thousand for a so grand two billion. Total of so it's basically two billion. Yeah. No, it's not basically. It is two billion. That's just unbelievable yeah fuck that's crazy uh recommendations yeah you got a recommendation oh hold on before the recommendations okay how much would you pay to see this movie mm, two dollar tuesdays two two bucks yeah. that's your ceiling is two dollars i am probably a little bit less stoked on it than you are i would watch these movies for free the series or something but like i would not want to pay for this movie, I don't think. 
Like if it was on Netflix, I'm I'm already paying for Netflix. I think it is on Netflix. Maybe I'm already paying for Netflix. I'll watch this movie, but I'm not I'm not sinking any money into it. It's okay. is that true? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> if I was really bored and there was nothing else, and then somebody was like, "Let's go to the theater," I might be like, yeah, "Let's see this movie." I guess I don't know. Anyway, uh, the trailer had like those weird monsters in it, but the monsters were only in those visions that they were at like for like a thirty second point of this movie and so they feature more heavily in the first two. Or do they actually exist yeah oh okay they're in the maze oh that makes because i i went in this movie thinking that i didn't know there were zombie people like spider or, i thought people. there was going to be like monsters yeah that the cities were being protected from and then that wasn't the case which is fine but i was just like oh that's weird yeah uh yeah recommendations recos uh yeah. I'm going to recommend music. Yeah. It's the new album by OK Kaya. It's called Both. And it is very good. It's not uh no, it's just she's just sort of like a <clears throat> singer-songwriter. Does like a very her music feels very exposed. Mm-hmm. She talks about She's just very like to the point and very blunt, I think, lyrically about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, about anxieties and just experiences and stuff like that. But it's very uh, low key record. And she's got like this very haunting, um, very beautiful voice that I can't really think of the last time I heard somebody that sounded similar. You know, yeah. which is always nice when you hear somebody where you're like, oh, I haven't really heard. So it's it's good. It's very, uh, very stripped down. I'd say it's like good for like mellow, you know, summer nights. It's not like party music. It's just like, you know, headphone music. Mm-hmm. It's nice sort of dinner music. It's it's a great album, though. I really like it. Um, apparently, it's been a long time coming too. like she did like an EP or something or she would release like individual songs and she'd been like consistently being hyped up <clears throat> as the sort of like next up sensation, you know, like indie sensation. Yeah. And she was just like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take my time with it. Okay. Or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's called, so the album is both and the artist is okay. Kaya. Okay. A Y space. K A Y A. Okay. Check that out, guys. I don't even know what to recommend this week because I feel like I haven't really done anything. Rock climbing. Look at bothering. Well, that's funny that you say that because I was going to do that, but I'm like, that's not technically media, but maybe I should <laughs> because like, I've been pretty stoked on it. I just f- went for the full Charge Me Every Month membership. Yeah, today, buddy. Because my, my two weeks ran That's the way ran to do out. it. But, they give you a um, discount? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, so Andrew's been talking forever about climbing and uh, how much he likes it. And I was like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. It's kind of hard to like convince somebody to really get into some sort of physical activity, you know? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you talk somebody into that? I think it's, it's... I think, well, for you or for people similar to us, I would say that it presents itself very much like a video game. Well, this so this is very specifically board bouldering as opposed bouldering, to climbing. Bouldering 
Yeah, I'd say even top roping too has similar, like the thing about climbing, indoor climbing and outdoor climbing are the same, but in mm-hmm. particular indoor climbing, uh, you know, it's, it's an gr- incredible workout. Uh, it requires obviously dedication to like, to improve and to really like reap the benefits. But, you know, there's a very strong uh, problem solving aspect to it, which I don't think you can really say for a lot of other you know, like you, lifting weights, okay, whatever. Sports, yeah, there's problem solving to an extent. But the cool thing is I think that like bouldering and rock climbing is good because it requires that you look at the wall and you try to, you know, yeah, it's problem solving with your body, which is like, re- it's an interesting challenge and adds different dimension to it. So, But I, I think that what's interesting about, you know, this activity <clears throat> specifically is the problems are generally static yeah so when you come back the next day or whenever it is you come back you're facing the exact same thing it's not like mm-hmm. you know you you definitely need problem solving skills they change them when you well no yeah frequently but what that but yeah i know what you mean like when you're playing basketball as an example right yeah. you need problem solving skills you're like okay this guy's like posting up on me or whatever i gotta do the spin and then like you yeah. know and, and you can work on those moves but until you're in a situation where you practically have to use that yeah like what are you gonna tell your buddy like oh yeah just like fucking post up on me now so i can like practice yeah. this and like try and de- like you can't do that yeah whereas with this it's just like you versus like these holds that don't move yeah so you're like okay so how do i like you know, and eventually, you, if you work the same problem over and over and over again, they call it problems. If you work the same problem over and over and over again, you get, like, you're like, oh, I know how to do this part. And then you get to the part that you yeah. couldn't get to before. And you're That's like, amazing. oh, what do I do now? Yeah. So I would say that, like, if you're looking for something, if you're looking for something to get some physical activity, get some exercise or workout, and you're a fan of puzzles or video games or even some like another type of physical activity like skateboarding or snowboarding i compare because like it requires that you try the same thing over and over again and sort of unlock it yeah so to speak um yeah it's definitely a great it's a great activity and i like that also like you you when you get really into it like you realize how what you need to do to your body to like w- how you need to train mm-hmm. to get better at certain things. Cause you'll be like, Oh, I'm doing, I've been doing like this kind of problem over and over again. And this is where I'm failing. Like I don't have the flexibility or I don't have the like crimps. I don't have the strength in my fingers or I don't, you know, like I can't do yeah. this one thing. And like it informs how you then train to like get better. It's basically like you're allocating like experience points. It's great. Yeah. My biggest problem right now is my limbs are not long enough. Yeah, it's tough, it's, but it can be an advantage. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, when you're in those tight spaces, for sure, yeah. being I'm smaller like is better. In those but spaces. like, it's crazy. There's uh, this one problem that I I basically just spent all day today doing the, this one problem. Like I I went through some ones that I knew that I had already been able to do, and I you know for a warm up did them or whatever. Yeah. They're just working on this one, and you kind of have to do, do the splits with your arms out in either direction, and then shift your weight over from one side to the other. <sighs> But like, that's shit scary. My too. biggest problem is that like I just kept like doing Missing. this with my foot, <laughs> trying to like get it to the to the thing. And uh, anyway, all that to say that that's basically where my time's been going recently. So I su- strongly suggest that uh, everybody check it out. And 
you know, you can hear somebody say do it, but until you do it, you really don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I mean, you talked to me about it a hundred times and I was like, yeah, yeah that sounds kind of cool, whatever. Like, it, but it wasn't until Lucas was like, oh, you're, so you'll come this weekend. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And he really kept on me and I was like, okay, well, I should, you know, like, otherwise now, I'm, gonna now look, I'm committed. I'm going to look like a dick, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't even really feel like going, but as soon as I started it and I yeah. wasn't, not that I'm, like, I'm not good at it, but, like, immediately I was like, oh, I see. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and there's all sorts of skill level levels, and I think one of the things that holds people back from trying physical activity is they're afraid people are going to judge them. No one's going to judge great them. Great community. The community, bouldering, at least my experience, is, like, fantastic. People are not invasive, but they're very supportive. Yeah. You know, as long as you're following the sort of rules and not being an asshole, like... Yeah you know, it's, it's a very, it's very tight. And they're all just like, Oh, maybe, you know, try, try this, like try and hook your foot up onto this thing. And you're like, Oh, and you know, like that never even occurred to me that that would remotely even help what I was doing to begin with. And then you do it and you're like, Oh, this is so much easier. Sweet beta. Yeah. Call it beta. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So try that out. Um, try it out while listening to okay. Kaya. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not. I don't right. know if that's sending music, but... Uh, no, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, anyway, until next time, guys, keep loving it, and stay tuned for episode 101. Whoa. Would you come with me? To get an IUD Maybe if you come with me I will let you come in me Round